right. Well, I'm here with Cheryl Gleason. Thank you for. Did I, I'm assuming I said that right, Cheryl. Gleason. Perfect. Okay, good. <laughs> um, thanks for being with us. And you are. Can you tell us your title here at the the Mac and Mill Station Arts and Cultural Center? Yeah. So my official title is uh, event coordinator and curator. Okay. And uh, basically, that means that I'm in charge of all of the programming and content here at the Mill Station Art and Culture Center. Okay. So, yeah, that's great. And then what are you, I know that your role also has something to do with the city government of Rancho Cordova. How are those tied in together? So we don't, we're not part of the city, but we are what we like to say is the city's favorite nonprofit. Okay. And uh, Cordova Community Council is who I work for. And there are five of us. Um, we put on all of the events we're kind of if you think about the chamber of commerce is for businesses we are to the citizens of the community got it so we put on free events things to entertain things to give purpose and and um create community within uh rancho cordova mm -hmm. so we have kids day in the park volunteer awards we do 4th of July, which is a huge uh, event and ordeal when you think about there are only five of us and a lot of volunteers. Um, we do the Christmas tree lighting. We do Memorial Day, uh, Veterans Day. We do something called iFest, which is International Festival, uh, movies in the park, concerts in the park. So we basically have, between the Mac and those days, about 113 days of event programming. Wow. Wow. That's almost every other day throughout it, the year. Yeah. That is a lot. It, it's, uh, <laughs> it is, uh, we're never bored. Yeah. Yeah. We're never bored. <laughs> and then, so how did you come to this role as kind of a curator and of, of it, the, it was the kind neck? of those just, uh, wacky, perfect timing kind of things. I actually participated in the Rancho Cordova arts program and I worked at Heald College and then another business here in Rancho. I've actually worked in Rancho for now 12 or 13 years. Um, so I participated in these shows at City Hall. And so Marie, who at as, that time- As an artist? As an artist. Okay. And so at that time, Marie was in charge of the arts at City Hall. The MAC was not yet uh, founded. Um, you know, she has a great sense of humor, and we started kind of bantering around. So she, I became sort of known, if you, okay. you know. <laughs> um, and so apparently when they thought about bringing on the Mac, they needed to hire someone specifically for that. And so where do you find somebody that's, you know, not afraid to work? You're going to work holidays. You're going to work mm. um, some weekends. You're going to work sometimes five o'clock in the morning. Sometimes you're not going to start till 10 o'clock at night. I mean, just mm -hmm. wacky stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And we call that um, looking for the unicorn okay. because there's only a <laughs> few of those kind of people that would live that sort of lifestyle, right? Yeah. So uh, she uh, told me a little bit and I met them and it just happened to be that the job that I had previous, he had gone out of business in August and I got hired in de December. Okay, wow. And then uh, here we are. Uh, I'm in my third year. Okay. 
That's great. And tell us about this space. This is like a really cool little building. This here. this building is is magnificent. Um, how it started was uh, this building was built in 1911. Okay. It used to be about half a mile to three quarters of a mile down the road on Folsom, and it was it butted right up against Folsom Boulevard. Okay. And then uh, they decided it needed to be with expansion and you know. Uh, fluctuation of of uh, population, they kind of needed to get it back off of being right there because mm. I believe at the time it was a bar. Okay. So you, you know, alcohol and stumbling out onto uh, what was then yeah. the Lincoln Highway. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> so they moved it back a bit. Then it uh, it has been so many different things. So it opened as a cannery. Okay. Um. It's been a barbershop, a gas station, a mail station uh, along the Pony Express. It's huh. been a grocery store, a Chinese restaurant, a couple different bars, saloon, kind of, you know, yeah. throughout. It's been a cyber cafe. Finally, they were going to destroy the building. And uh, Linda Budge, who is on city council and has been for a number of years and been mayor for several times now, is very much a uh, proponent and supporter of the arts. Uh-huh. And she saw this building as as a historical significance mm-hmm. to Rancho. And so they were going to tear it down, and she got Don Natoli, mm-hmm. who is a, a supervisor, and said, hey, what can we do kind of thing. Um, so they they... They got it saved. They got it moved down here. The property that we're on is right here at the Mills Station, which is an RT station. The property is owned by the Regional Transit, and now the building is also owned by Regional Transit. So some years ago, they decided, uh, probably about five years ago, this would make a perfect art gallery. So we were really trying to increase the visibility of arts and because art is what makes the the heart of a city and culture. Mm. You know, you've got to have the arts, whether it's performing arts, music, visual arts, that really starts to speak to the heart of a community. Mm. Buildings and businesses are great and they pay taxes and that's part of what economically runs a city. But it's the people and what they do during those off times that that really creates the sort of feel and culture for a city. So this building needed a lot of work. So Don Natoli um, from Sacramento gave us, I think it was about $44,000, $45,000 seed money to start the renovation of the building. The city then kicked in the rest and they renovated it. And then we opened our first show 2018, February 28th. Okay. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty so special. It's been about two and a half years now that you guys have been doing those shows here. Yeah. I've been to a couple. I remember a bunch of typewriters. Yeah. Uh, I love that show. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, um, so you're talking about kind of the arts in the city and the way that they interact. I'd love to hear more about that. Um, so you're, for you, kind of those, the performing arts, the visual arts, that kind of creates that sense of whether it's just a sense of community or um, the commitment to that sort of life that happens within a community like Rancho Cordova. Yeah, and Rancho Cordova is kind of unique, and I, I, 
I do say that, so Cordova Community Council has been around for 60 years. Oh, wow. And it was, it started as kind of a volunteer sort of thing. We, we volunteer for this, uh, you know, this sort of committee, this group that helped to put on local events for the town. And that requires people being invested in their community, right? Mm -hmm. So you need a lot of volunteers to put things on. And so that's kind of how that started. Now I've lived in places where you'll get an organization that has uh, a few, like they might at the library volunteer, mm. or they might volunteer at the uh, elder home or reading at kids, you know, mm. things like that. But Rancho Cordovans really uh, embrace their city mm. in terms of, going out and hanging fences and doing stuff with us that, you know, not a lot of people will do <laughs> so that we can have these great events that are free mm. to the city mm. or, or to the patrons sure. rather. Yeah. And so that is unique that they have such an amazing free workforce, if you will, mm. uh, a group of volunteers that are so passionate about the city that they are willing to do that. Yeah. You know, give so much of their time. And and it doesn't, oftentimes you'll see where it's um, retired people that are looking for something to do, which, mm. you know, gives them some purpose and makes mm -hmm. them feel good, occupies their day, keeps mm -hmm. them going, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But we get, we have kids from 16 mm -hmm. to, you know, 75 year olds out helping us. Wow. And it's, uh, it's, it's really quite amazing. Yeah. That's awesome to have that, um, yeah, that sort of volunteer force behind yeah. what you're doing speaks to the fact that it, it means something to people. Yeah, you know? and, and so creating programs like this where we have a great, I'm the only paid person for the, uh, uh, and I'm paid by the people who live in Rancho Cordova. Okay. Because the MAC exists as a Measure H mm. um, community enhancement fund. Okay. So the bulk of why we are free is that the community's already paid for it. Right, right. They agreed back in 2014 t for a half cent increase to go do these amazing things in the city. Yeah. And uh, for all intensive purposes, I can't think of one time in the almost three years or two and a half years that people have come in. Nobody has said, wow, this is not how I wanted my tax dollars spent. Right. Everybody is like... God, I'm so glad this this coming here and and the ability to see art, see mm -hmm. historical of traveling history events, mm -hmm. cultural events, um, free movies, free art workshops, things that just engage the community, mm -hmm. the free concerts on the porch. Um, those are the things that people really get into. Mm. But what's amazing is sometimes it's the most the best kept secret mm -hmm. yeah people don't know that it's here yeah even they're paying for it and, <laughs> and and they live let's say three blocks away right right yeah yeah that's so interesting i wonder if it being part of the we're used to kind of just looking over the our uh those rt stations sometimes <laughs> but it's like it what's so great it's, it's like you can just get off the 
get off the light rail and it's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally and, here. You know, I, I literally, I watch people a lot mm-hmm. and I watch, they get off the RT and I'll be outside and I watch people. I see some of the same people every day mm-hmm. and they just, they head straight for their car, right? right? They don't even stop to ask, Hey, what is this now? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. what does this sign mean? Mill Station Art and Culture right. Center. What do you guys do in there, yeah, right? Yeah. The problem is we don't have any windows that people can look into because oh. it's a gallery. So yeah. the lighting has to be of a certain. Uh, so it's it's curious. That part of human nature is very curious to yeah. me. What do you think the role of art ought to be? I mean, you mentioned sort of historical cultural events. You mentioned music on the porch. You mentioned, um, you know, I've been here for things that have just been super kind of interesting. Like that typewriter show was like, I think it was like one person's collection, right? Mm-hmm. And they just it was. had all of these really fascinating one from the bottom, from a shipwreck at the bottom of the ocean, and like, like so. I mean, what should be the role of art in a city like Rancho Cordova? Um, you know, especially during times like these, uh-huh. art is at any time, but especially times like these. I think that art and artists. It's their way of expressing themselves Hmm. without using words, Mm -hmm. which a word can mean something. If I said a word, you might have one definition Mm -hmm. and I might have a definition, something different. And a picture does the same way, only exponentially. Hmm. Hmm. Because we see certain things we get. um, When I think of a word, it, it doesn't cause visceral reactions or Mm. emotional and emotive reactions when I see something, whether it's a color or the the sort of meaning, meaning, the title. So I think art begs to ask us, let's take a look at this. Mm. Um, It makes us think about it. And oftentimes an image will stick with us a whole lot longer and Mm. you'll go away from that but mentally, you're still sort of processing that, right. and, and you're kind of asking yourself certain things, and it might cause you to Google something yeah. or, you know, I, I saw this in that painting. What does that mean? Hmm. And so it might, it begs to question more. Mm-hmm. And I wish we actually talked about art more and mm-hmm. what it means to people, because I think very much it's an avenue of conversation. Hmm. People are talking about their beliefs and, mm-hmm. you know, their their politics and their things. And these are immediate roadblocks. Right. Right. These are immediate things where we have definite reactions and passions toward. Yeah. All of those things could be enrolled in all of this art and could come out in such a different way in a conversation that would be much more meaningful hmm. on a personal level. Yeah. For people. So, yeah, where our our world often wants to begin with, like you're saying, things that are understood to sort of be set in stone, whether they are or not, that's how they're understood. And they end up stopping conversation. Art has this way of allowing us in the side door through something that's beautiful or maybe not beautiful. Um, You know, a fresh look at a historical event. Um, I'm thinking about the, the Folsom... Uh, was it the, full, the Johnny Cash exhibit that was here yes. a while back? And um, the ways that you can kind of take a fresh perspective on on a historical event um, that might shape the way we're looking at the present. Yeah. 
And with that, so with every show, I also try to bring a little bit deeper meaning. Hmm. So for example, that you, you brought up the Johnny Cash show, that is historically and geographically relevant to our area, right? Yeah, yeah. But I found one of the original journalists who then came and spoke, who could tell us he was there walking in, riding the bus with, riding the plane with Johnny Cash and hmm. having those personal and intimate conversations mm-hmm. that give you a little bit of backstory to that. Mm. And then because the exhibit wasn't as large as I really wanted it to be, I don't, I don't like an empty gallery. Mm-hmm. I had to think of something uh, because we have a lot of wall space. So I really thought, you know, Arts and Corrections is a really amazing program in our prison system. Mm. And people know nothing about it. Mm. They absolutely know zero about it. They don't know what it does, what it's for, that their tax dollars are going there, and what any of the outcomes, because it's just not things that people talk about. Mm. We just think of incarcerated people all as bad. Mm-hmm. These guys are bad. Let's just keep them behind the walls. Right. So I found, who lives over in Carmichael, a gentleman by the name of Jim Carlson, and he had been an arts and corrections art teacher within the prison system Hmm. for over 30 years. And he taught at San Quentin, he taught at Folsom, he taught at Mule Creek, and he had meaningful and extremely beneficial conversations about Things that that nobody could have probably gotten to the Mm -hmm. the sort of meaning of the frustration that this inmate was possibly having. And but art is one of those things, right, Mm -hmm. that you can put down anything and then you can talk about it. And all of a sudden you realize what you did means so much greater than what you thought it did in the beginning. Mm -hmm. That is the great thing about an art for, for us artists when we figure out what it is that we finally done and then go, oh, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like the light bulb going off. So we had a series of uh, talks. We had uh, one of the guitar players that teaches classical guitar to inmates. Hmm. He came and gave a little concert upstairs and then showed a video of one of his students who played through this eight-minute song with no music in front of kind of long hair, ponytail, tatted up, doing this amazing acoustical guitar. Hmm. It was just the juxtaposition that begs you to ask the question, now, if I saw this guy in the street, would I think this? Mm -hmm. Right? Then we had a panel discussion of Jim, who was a teacher and administrator, his daughter, who wrote her thesis about the pedagogy of teaching in a prison. Mm. And now she teaches uh, in a uh, college in in Washington. And then one of the mothers and an activist for the rights of prisoners. Mm. They had a panel discussion. We had some uh, former inmates in the audience that gave some really amazing... And it just, people were... It really made them think differently. Mm. And when they looked at the art, they were like, wow, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. 
this this art is so amazing. How did they, like, again, you think of prison art, you just think of tattoos, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So it, it spins people's preconceived yeah. bias towards something. Right. That's what art does. Hmm. Oh, that's cool. Did you say you're an artist yourself? I am. What kind of, what do you do? You know, I... I do. I kind of consider myself a little bit of an ADD artist. Okay. <laughs> so at the age of uh, next month, I'll be 57. Um, I'm still trying to figure that out. Uh-huh. Um, but I will say that I had a lot of preconceived notion of what mm. I should be doing mm. instead of really figuring out what I wanted to do mm-hmm. or what felt right mm-hmm. and what, you know. So I've got... Um, in the exhibit we have right now, the members show, I've got five pieces. Okay. And four of those pieces, three of those pieces are definitely, I would consider political art or protest art mm-hmm. um, about the current situation that we have mm. on African-Americans mm-hmm. and um, the tragedy uh, that we are facing, yeah. you know, regarding this 400 years of history. Um, so this year has really sparked, I think this pandemic has done me more good than harm in a Mm. lot of ways because it really slowed me down and I got to think, Mm -hmm. I got to learn. It made me ask more questions, which I did more research about. Mm -hmm. And then I just sort of let go and a lot of anger and a lot of frustration and, you know, different things came out and it was amazing. Then I started to really like my art. So I feel like I'm in the beginning of the process again. Hmm. Yeah. So do, do you find yourself more, um, I guess, approving of your own, what you're creating yourself when you let yourself lead? Yes. You felt be led emotionally rather than kind of cognitively. Yes, yeah, this is absolutely. what I need to do. Therefore, let this me is go what, accomplish it. Yeah. yeah. And it's that whole thing of what is art, mm-hmm. that high art, low art kind mm. of thing. I mean, can you talk and, about that for a second? That- sure. There's, you know, first of all, I wanted to be an artist since I was like little, I was always drawing, but you know, like typical things you, you're told, no, you have to go out and get a real job. You got to go to college. You got to do this. You got to do that. Okay. 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 And so I, to appease my mother, I went and got a, a cer- certificate of architectural drafting, and I did that for a little bit, and I hated it. I it's hated drawing, it. though. It no, I'm is. Kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, and 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 this is this is where like teachers are such a critical point for us, because I had some really great teachers until I got to high school, and then because I'm from a small town, he taught all the high school art classes and he would sit at his desk and he was so uninspiring that I just couldn't, I I ended up skipping art classes to go in the gym and play ping pong, which I never thought that would happen. Skip math and English. Yeah. Yeah. But not art. But not art. (laughs) But that's what happened. So I switched to drafting on my senior year. So that's kind of how that came in. But I find those influences in my art because I kind of like geometric structure a Mm. lot. Mm. So I I find bits of that still floating around somewhere in my cerebral cortex. Um, But I, I 
had a hard time trying to find myself. Like I, I feel like I don't respond well when I ask myself questions Hmm. and trying to, I'm too much in my head, too much of the, that's not good. That's not good. That's not good. You know, oh, that's, that's horrible. Instead of just kind of letting go. So during this pandemic, uh, we decided that we needed to engage our community. So we started doing these art videos for the community. So Rancho Cordova Arts, there were about seven of us that did every, we started out the first five weeks with at four o'clock every day, we would release the video on Facebook and it would be sometimes geared towards kids, sometimes, you know, young adults, sometimes working artists, but really it, it fit the gamut for anybody. So I, I did research on like little things I could do because I don't have kids. So I don't, I don't know that kid type thing. And I, grew up as an only child, so I really don't understand that whole play thing. I had my first job and checking account at 13, so, you know. Um, these are these are things that I, I think inhibited me more than helped me in my art later. And I think the older you get, the less risk-taking you do, right? Because you're more judgmental. And there's uh, an amazing TED Talk by uh, Sir Richard, Sir Richard, I can't remember his last name, Um, British accent. If you just did um, Sir Richard, uh, lack of creativity in schools on YouTube, it's about 25 minutes and he nails what is wrong with schools. Hmm. I mean, when I heard that TED Talk like 10 years ago, I was like, wow, this explains my entire childhood. Wow, yeah. In just how we try to fit everybody into these boxes. Okay. And it crushes all of the sense of being different, being themselves, Mm -hmm. individuation, because we want them, we want the round pegs Mm -hmm. in the round holes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wow, that's good. Well... Okay, I actually think I got you off track there, but you were talking about low art and high art. Um, do you have a little bit more to say about the distinctions there? So there's this concept of high art being painting. Mm. High art is something that is uh, sellable, that is... Um, whether it's painting, really well done ceramics, it's fine art versus craft. Craft is considered low art. Fine art is, you know, paintings and sculptures and, you know, this sort of thing. So scribbling in crayons would be a low art. So for a long time and and throughout history, when you, because I was an art history minor at UC Davis, there's this whole discussion of what's high art and low art and uh craft definitely finds but you look at today we have pinterest instagram and look at the things the different creative ways people are solving problems Mm -hmm. this is the number one in my opinion reason why our kids are failing today Mm. to be able to integrate into society well 
the one thing or the first thing I should say that we cut out of schools is art programs, mm. music, dance, visual arts, mm -hmm. performing arts. It, are, it is those things that forces kids to learn how to problem solve in a very abstract way, but they're, they're really having to think versus something that is very black and white, like a math problem. Two plus two is four. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you don't get that, you're an idiot, mm -hmm. right? And that's, that's kind of the way we sort of teach. But solving a, a visual problem or, or a dance maneuver or you're really thinking about all kinds of different ways to solve a problem, mm -hmm. all of those skills are critical thinking that apply to absolutely everything that we do in life. Um, I oftentimes uh, have, I have a friend that said, how is it that you have so much common sense for certain things. And I said, you just look at something and, and you wonder and you solve that problem. Like, why didn't you like be in physics? Like you take simple things and it's a very physical and you're, you're able to adapt it or fix it or come up with something. Um, but you're saying those are actually artistic skills. Those are artistic skills. To be able to see in and through. Yeah, a, a and manipulate object. things yeah. and and think out. I hate that word, think outside the box, but it really is. Think about the non-norm. Right. Right. Yeah. Because that's what it that's what it takes. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, I know you're you're opening up in 15 minutes here, and so I don't want to keep you too long. But I one question I really wanted to ask. Um, I thought it would be great to get your perspective on is, you know, I mean, we're sort of in this, uh, we're a church of the Nazarene. Um, we are often sort of put into this evangelical world, not well known for our love of or proficiency with <laughs> the arts. Um, and, and sometimes, frankly, we kind of have a problem with um, whether it's, whether it's visual art or music there's, there's sort of a problem in, within Christian culture of just kind of doing things in a way that um, is, is not very original, is pretty repetitive, um, and, and doesn't involve um, maybe a lot of that creative problem solving, right? There's, a, there's kind of a cookie cutter form to it. And I just wonder if you were able to, you know, to just give a, a paragraph, a plea <laughs> to, to our world, um, on, on how we might, why we might, um, want to take the time to engage with well done, beautiful, um, uh, true objects, physical objects. Um, what would you say to us as a curator of an art museum here in Rancho Cordova, how we could actually be better versions of ourselves? I think that, and, and, and we're at this point. I feel like we're at this precipice in time mm -hmm. right now where there's just so much going on. And, you know, I'll be really honest. I'm not a, I'm a spiritual person, but mm -hmm. I'm not a religious person. Yeah. And part of the reason for that is religion seems to be more like math. It's either right or it's wrong. Mm -hmm. And there's very little gray area. Mm -hmm. And 
there gets to be a lot of, no, I'm right, no, I'm right. And mm. so there doesn't get to be a dialogue mm. with um, whether it's the verses of the Bible in their interpretations, mm -hmm. whether it's looking at something that's green. No, I really think it's more purple. Right. No, you know, so <laughs> it, I, I think there's this sort of built-in mechanism to, to follow just this path. Whereas I follow a path that is, I try to treat everybody with respect. Uh -huh. um, I, you know, the sort of Ten Commandments, don't steal, don't, you know, of course, all of them just yeah, like no, that's okay. went out of my head. <laughs> no, but good. you know, don't 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 commit adultery. Sure. Don't do this. Don't sure. do that. Sure. And I go. I just I sort of live by that golden rule: treat mm -hmm. others as you would mm -hmm. want them to be to treat you. Right. So while I'm not a religious person, I love having conversations about religion. Yeah. Because I think it's fascinating how people think about that. And the differences, I think engaging in the conversation is great. And I think that so much that Christianity is dictated rather than asked about how does it make you feel? What do you get from this? Let's look at the, is that really blue or is it more purple? You know, I see what you're saying there. I'm going to have to think about that and get right. back to you. So it, it seems to be sort of a prescribed thing that you're indoctrinated into rather than um, having discussions about what it's about, hmm. more philosophical. Yeah, and if we were able to, maybe one thing we can learn from, from the art is to be able to come to a piece um, and, um, and explore multiple people's experience of that piece um, and maybe uncover some of the meaning that's that's present in it through that. So you bring up exactly the conversation that I I am so glad you you, you said that. Hmm. Um, I want to engage because artists are we're we're sort of loners, but we're also very much um, we need community, right? Mm -hmm. We need to bounce ideas off of one another, and we need that. Hey, this. I'm really struggling here. What are right. you guys seeing? Right. So I want to have these art critiques hmm. via Zoom, mm -hmm. right? But I don't want it just to be artists. Okay. I want people who like art, they might appreciate art, or maybe they know nothing about art. Mm -hmm. Now we can have conversation because there's nothing better than you've got a piece of art hanging on a wall and somebody you don't know comes up and goes, oh my God, this is how this makes me feel. And yeah. you're like, yes, that's it. You get it. Mm. Mm. And then they buy it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's like the ultimate, right? Yeah. <laughs> Versus when your friend buys it, you're yeah. kind of halfway saying. <laughs> you just like me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's so, it's so much that. Yeah. So I think it's a way to, for people that, that don't want their, just to learn about art, mm -hmm. hear artists talking about their work, mm -hmm. kind of seeing what goes into that, 
Um, what are they thinking? Mm -hmm. You know, what's what? How do they get to where they they finally land on mm -hmm. a piece? Um, did they start with an idea? Did they not? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. all of those things. I think that sparks a, a type of conversation that um, we as humans need to start having more of. That's beautiful. That's great. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, yeah, so are there just one or two quick things you want to kind of let people know about that's happening here? Uh, so this is our final week for the members show. Okay. And um, we are generally open on Thursdays, almost always, Thursdays and Fridays, 3 to 8, Saturdays, 11 to 4. Our programming is a little off because of the whole COVID thing. Mm -hmm. Our website is rc, like Rancho Cordova, macc.org. O R G. You can go there. You can sign up for things. We've got a Zoom class coming up teaching Instagram for small businesses. So mm -hmm. artists is a small business. Mm -hmm. um, breweries, things that lend itself to visualization. Instagram is the best platform, nice. not Facebook. Right, right, right. right? Um, I just encourage everybody to tell everybody, talk about this is uh, this is what's going on. Have you ever been here? Oh my God, you got to go check it out, yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Well, and I know several of our our people who have been a part of our church have been have had pieces in these yes. shows and stuff. So it's definitely something you need to come down and check out. So and and check out what eventually will be happening with the art critique. Get mm -hmm. your uh, mm -hmm. folks, you know, involved in that. I think that. I think they will learn a type of different conversation. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a link for that, let me know and I'll put it in the show notes. Absolutely. So. All right. Well, thank you again, Cheryl, so much. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it. Right. Hey, church. This is Pastor Jeff. And uh, we are just wrapping up this episode of All Things Praiseworthy in which we kind of dive into um, something that people are doing in our community, something that is good and true and beautiful. We try to lift those up and, and help you to see those ways that God uh, is moving among us. Um, I hope that you'll take the opportunity to explore what's going on at the MAC. I hope that you will take uh, the chance to explore uh, the arts in your own life, beauty in your own life. You know, we have an opportunity here every other Monday on the second and fourth Mondays of the month where um, we have a group of people that gathers here to to paint and to um, to do just that to kind of explore through creativity and the exploration of beauty um, the ways that God has uh, gifted them and I, I, it's really been such a great thing to see that class over the years that I've been here um, many of you know Liz Francisco was kind of the force behind that in the beginning and, and since others have taken over and so uh, we're just grateful for the chance to be um, be able to witness uh, people's growth in those ways so I hope that you'll take a chance to do that that's like 9 30 or so on the second and fourth Mondays of every month um, and and really we just we believe that God is in those things that are true and good and beautiful so we're gonna explore them uh, we're gonna seek them out and we're gonna do what we can uh, to discover the ways that God is at work among us. All right, take care. God bless you, and we'll see you soon.